Good morning to you. Uh, we thank you very much for being with us on a very, very important day. Right from the get-go, Larry, what will you say to us that would calm things down? Well, look, Stu, um, th this is a complicated matter, and I, I just want to make a couple of uh, very key points uh, right at the top. Um, as the president said in his newser uh, two nights ago, there's no higher priority uh, than the health and safety of the American people. That's point number one. The very serious matter is not a political matter. This is about the health and safety of the American people. Point number one, thank you. Uh, point number two, uh, by all accounts, the president has taken historic and unprecedented actions. And we really started this in January and have been going strong ever since. We believe and our top career health experts believe that the risks here, the health risks and so forth, uh, are on the low side, that they are low. We continue to hold that point of view, and we have been advised, again, by some of the top career uh, experts, uh, and I know some of those folks because they're almost as old as I am, and they've been around almost as long as I am. We believe that. Now, in terms of what he's done, uh, you know, we, we made the travel brands, bans, we closed off the flights from China uh, where necessary, we quarantined, and actually our numbers remain low. You know, um, if you go through the, uh, the numbers here, you've got U.S.-based 15 people, but I was told this morning in the latest update, uh, six of them have been released, eight of them have gone home to recover at home. That was the basic one right there. The cruise ship, uh, the 46 people were brought back. They're doing very well. One is in the hospital, okay, but they're all doing very well. And fortunately, by God's grace, no one's died yet. That's a good thing. So I, I'm just well, saying we, we've well, taken the steps. Well, are you dismayed by and, and I, the I, I just want to add on one, the administration? One, one, one thing, Stu, here, look. Uh, again, to clarify the press conference and the actions we've taken in the last 48 hours. Uh, Vice President Pence, who has had enormous experience in public health from his days governor of Indiana and as a House member, all right, he's now leading the task force and he's building on the excellent work that has been done uh, by that task force, led by Alex Azar and others, and the effort continues. We've actually broadened the people in the task force, and that effort will continue. And, and the last point I want to say, and I don't think this one's gotten enough uh, coverage, Stu, uh, both the CDC and the FDA have expedited, have speeded up their approvals for experimental drugs and the application of drugs. I think that's very important. It's a sort of deregulatory measure that will allow great American science and biotechnology to run as fast as it can uh, to get engaged in this thing as, as, as much as needed. So I, well, I just want to put that out. The okay. seriousness well, of it and the unprecedented actions, we're very proud of this. You, you must be dismayed at the attacks on the president and the administration by the Democrats. Uh, what you want, surely at this point, is national unity to tackle this thing. And you're not getting it. Well, Stu, we would prefer unity. But we don't believe, President does not believe this should be a political matter. He said that several times. The Vice President has echoed that. This is not about politics. This is about protecting the health and safety and security 
of the United States of America and the American people. I mean, it's just that simple. I can't control, nobody can control what folks are saying up on the Hill or elsewhere on the campaign trail. It is unfortunate that some people want to politicize this, but that is not our game. And we want to work with Congress, by the way, uh, for whatever appropriations may be necessary, whatever actions may be necessary, uh, whatever new ideas may be necessary. You know, I was talking to Vice President Pence last night on the phone for quite some time. Uh, he's traveling today. I think he's down south in Florida. In any case, he was telling me he has been on the phone with governors all across the country, including governors from, you know, blue states, if you will. This has nothing to do with partisanship. Mrs. Pence has been on the phone with mayors. President Trump has been on the phone. He's been working the phones like crazy. Uh, this has nothing to do with politics. That has to do with health, safety, containment, so that the risk estimates will remain as low as possible. The World Health Organization just raised its global threat assessment to, quote, very high. Your response, Larry? Well, that's their judgment. Uh, I'm sure they're correct. Okay. I'm sure they're correct. I mean, the news from, it, it's, it's somewhat interesting here. There's a little bit of a bifurcation developing that's worth thinking about. So, Tim Cook, who runs Apple, one of the most brilliant businessmen in America, gave an interview yesterday, I believe it was on your network. Yes, it was with Susan Lee, who is right next to me right now. All right, well, good for, good for Susan. She did a great job. I saw a good chunk of that. And, you know, he said uh, his own production is picking up. Factories are reopening in China. All right, that's just his view. But, of course, Apple is deeply involved, uh, you know, making the cell phones there and so forth. We also heard reports yesterday from China that Starbucks, uh, Starbucks uh, storefronts were reopening. Uh, I, I don't want to belittle, I, I, I mean, the China story is a human tragedy, and it's also going to have very poor economics. Their first quarter is going to be uh, deeply negative. But the point is, it looks like the caseload is falling in China, and it looks like there's some progress. I understand, in the stock market sense, people are concerned about outside China, uh, in Italy, um, in uh, Iran, uh, in South Korea and Japan. I understand that. Um, I would say to investors, of course, at this point, you know, there are a lot of options here, Stu. This is a difficult story. There are many options here. Don't rule out more optimistic options. Uh, I'm sure in the U.S. and elsewhere, there will be more reports uh, of a coronavirus cases. But that does not mean that this thing is going to skyrocket uh, in North America and the USA. And, you know, some reports are suggesting, uh, I'm particularly interested in Italy. Uh, we met yesterday with the uh, Sherpas of the G7 countries. Italy was represented, of course. Um, that thing may be calming down, and the number of cases there may be flattening out and even heading lower. Okay. There's just, sure. it's, 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 it's something, uh, Ben Carson, our wonderful head secretary, he was a brilliant man, one of America's greatest neurosurgeons and scientists. You know, he said to me, Larry, there are a lot of options here. Some options are more difficult, but some options are less difficult. So I, I just think people should try to be calm and balanced and objective about this uh, in their daily lives, much less uh, the stock market. But let's get down to real detail on the economy. 
What yes. do you think is going to be the impact from this virus on our rate of economic growth? First quarter, second quarter. We've had economists on the show this morning saying that the first quarter might be just above 1% annualized, second quarter maybe 15 to 2% annualized. What's your number? Well, look, I I'm not going to give a number. Uh, we have looked at this and we are scouring the data. I am personally scouring the data. I used to do it for a living, and I love to do it, and we're looking at everything. Here's some factoids, too. Um, half a dozen or more regional Federal Reserve banks have done their economic surveys around the country for the month of February. And what we find in these surveys is business remains solid. The economy remains solid. And in particular, and I've made a lot of calls to smart folks uh, who do this for a living, Supply chain delivery problems for the U.S. are not yet surfacing. That doesn't mean they won't, Stu. I can't predict the next few weeks, which may be crucial. But the supply chain numbers. Now, let me add a couple of points here because this is awfully important. I want to base this on facts, not so much forecast right. and speculation. We saw today for the month of January a very strong personal income and consumer spending number. Yep. Very, very strong. Uh, that jives with the strong employment number we had in January. Unemployment claims, which are real-time, unemployment claims, a very strong leading indicator of jobs in the economy, remain rock bottom. That's important. Housing numbers uh, now in January, very, very strong. And finally, the Atlanta Fed's uh, GDP Now series, which tracks daily numbers uh, for the quarter. They're looking at 2.7% in Q1. Now, that's from the Atlanta Fed. Their last reading was February 27th. So it's as close to real time. That doesn't mean that we may not have additional problems, and that doesn't mean that the first quarter numbers will come in lower. But in just in terms of facts, what we see is our economy is holding up very well. I have to get back to an element of speculation. The market sell-off this week is very reminiscent of the market sell-off in the early part of 2009. At that time, the market was pricing in a severe recession, if not a depression. That's what's happening on the market right now. Are you going to tell us that there's no way we go towards recession and or depression because of this virus? Well, I think this is just a completely different situation, Stu. Completely different situation. There were factors engaged in 2008, uh, you know, Fed tightenings, uh, imbalances in housing and speculation, uh, some government policy moves uh, with respect to the banking system that were um, difficult to gauge. I don't want to go through all that. All right. This is about an external shock from a, something called the coronavirus that's coming out of China and has nothing really to do with internal domestic conditions here in the United States. By the way, I would also add, in my Sherpa meeting with the G7 yesterday, um, the other countries, Canada was there, of course, and uh, Britain was there, and France was there, and Germany, uh, they're not seeing any breakdowns. I mean, their economies have been soft, but they're not seeing any breakdowns. They're not seeing any, actually, coronavirus outbreaks. That doesn't mean it won't happen. And again, I'm not belittling it. I still see this, too, 
as a human tragedy coming out of China. Yeah. It had big economic impacts there. I don't think it's having an impact here. I think there may be some, you know, additional cases here in the States, but we still feel the risk uh, of something very bad is low. That's what our experts are telling us, and I don't think this has a thing to do with 2009. U.S. economy is fundamentally sound. Look, look just the, the best way to do this, look at the, the actual numbers. And by the by, if I come back in a week or two, if you have me back and the numbers are deteriorating, I'll be the first guy to admit it. All I'm saying is the real-time numbers from the Atlanta Fed and the unemployment claims and so forth are holding up nicely. The January numbers are doing very well. Now I know we're into uh, March, but still, it looks like we will weather this and um, this is not gonna last forever. It is you, not gonna last forever. The last time you were on the show, you uh, look, it's not your job, obviously, to forecast the stock market, but the last time you were on the show, you were saying, look, investors should be looking for these bargains which are appearing as the price of these stocks comes way, way down. You expect a rebound for the market? Well, look, an economy is fundamentally sound. My answer is yes. Uh, I don't want to, you know, give you a Cudlow strategy report here, but uh, I, I will say I said this earlier in the week, and after talking to the president and the vice president and the healthcare task force and watching everything I can possibly watch, I would say or repeat, frankly. You got to have confidence in the U.S. economy and long-term investors. I'm not talking about the day-to-day -day people and the hedge fund guys and the high-speed electronic chaining. I understand the market. The market is the market, but I still think long-term investors should give very serious thought to coming back in or adding to their positions in the stock market. By the way. Um, now, Warren Buffett has said something very similar to that a few days ago. That is still my basic view because, again, our threat assessment is, is low and the economy is fundamentally sound.